What's up, guys? How are we? Welcome to a beautiful shit show podcast where we unpack the chaos and beauty that is the human experience. My name is Elizabeth Haney, aka Biz, and I am your host. So I hope y'all had a great Thanksgiving. Mine was good. It was chill, really super chill. It was me, uh, Christine, and my son, Sebastian. Just the three of us with enough food for 40 people. (laughs) I made so much food, but it's so hard to make small portions of these side dishes. Like you kind of just have to make the normal size and then you have leftovers for the next week, which is great. Now I don't have to go grocery shopping and I had two slices of pumpkin pie for breakfast this morning with whipped cream and... I don't feel any guilt about it whatsoever. But my son, who is the pickiest eater alive, did not have one bite of anything that I made yesterday. And we had a whole spread. We didn't do turkey. We just ordered a rotisserie chicken. I'm not really a turkey fan, if I'm being honest. And they're fucking massive. You know, an entire turkey for two and a half people is obviously not... We don't need to be doing that. So we got rotisserie chicken. We had rice. We had French fries. We had salad. We had pumpkin pie, of course, cranberry sauce, green beans, biscuits, potatoes, like everything. We hit it all. We had it all. Christine brought over a lot of it. I made a lot of it. We had sangria. I got like the sparkling cranberry apple juice for Sebastian, which he was, you know, so felt so cool with like his own personal wine glass of his. (laughs) of his sparkling juice and he just didn't care (laughs) he just didn't eat any of it he did not eat any of it had nothing although when I was preparing the food yesterday morning I gave Sebastian a bite of the uh, mashed sweet potatoes with the marshmallows on top which is obviously the best Thanksgiving dish it's my personal favorite I would eat that every single day if I could, but I save it for this time of year. But I gave him a bite of it and he looks me down in the face and he just goes, mom, it's just bad. I said, what? He goes, mom, it's just, it's just bad. And that was it. So that was his critique of Thanksgiving dinner. Didn't eat anything that whole night. Just didn't, just nothing, had nothing. And, uh, Yeah, so Christine and I inhaled a lot of food, and I was so full and could not move, and yeah, kids, man, have no filter, and I don't know what, like, anyone who has a toddler will understand this. Sometimes they simply just do not eat. They don't eat. They're not eating, and I'm looking at him like, you have to be hungry. I know you're hungry, and he was like, no, I'm good, and some days he's eating everything in sight and other days he does not touch hardly anything at all and it's so fucking stressful but whatever more for me I will be eating my sweet potatoes with marshmallows for lunch and dinner today all right so let's get into this this is part two of a three-part episode last Friday or hmm no it was Monday that I put it out so this Monday of this past week, it was part one 
where I spoke about my postpartum experience during the pandemic and struggles that I had to deal with during that time. So if you want to go back and listen to that, feel free. And today we are going to talk about matrescent, which the definition of that word, if you're not familiar with it, is simply the process of becoming a mother. Now this is referring to the physical and psychological changes that happen to you after you give birth. Now when we are pregnant, and this may be just me speaking for myself, like of course, you know, my maternal, my maternal instincts kicked in the moment that that little pink plus sign appeared (laughs) on the pregnancy test. And my life shifted drastically right then in that exact moment. But even when you're pregnant, even when your belly is huge and you can feel that baby kicking inside of you and you're waking up every 30 seconds at night to go pee and you have these cravings and you, you you are pregnant. You know this. This child is a part of you. They're growing inside of you. You see it on the ultrasound. You know that this is happening. At least for me, it you almost it almost still doesn't feel real until that baby exits your body and you see this brand new life in front of you. And then it's like, holy shit. Like, yeah, this is what's happening right now. There is, I am a mom. I am a mom. And my son is four years old now. And I still look at him occasionally and I'm like, holy shit. Like I'm a, I'm a mom. (laughs) You're alive. You exist. (laughs) It's, Still have moments where I'm like, I cannot believe that this is happening. Look at you. Like you, you are real. You are here. But when you are pregnant, you are just fully immersed in that experience in itself. And especially when you're a first time mom, you can't really possibly imagine how it's going to be after they're born because you've never gone through something like that. You know, you've witnessed your family members doing it, your friends doing it. You can watch their experience and pick up on obvious things on how it's going to be, you know, in terms of breastfeeding and advice that they give you. And you're not going to be sleeping a lot. And, you know, you know that, you know, the obvious things, but no one can prepare you for the change that happens to you as a human after you give birth, like you as a woman, you as a, a person separate from the baby, nothing can prepare you for that massive shift that happens to your actual just being and who you are and your soul and just, just all of it. Nothing can prepare you for that. The first two months of Sebastian's life, I had absolutely no sense of self at all because I was just so focused on taking care of him and surviving. (laughs) The lack of sleep is, oh my God, holy shit. In the beginning, it is mind boggling to me how women just, (sighs) women really are just very powerful creatures. (laughs) 
it is just insane to me how for weeks and months you are simply just surviving off two hours of sleep every single day. That's it. That's all you're getting. And so the very beginning is such a beautiful time because they're so cute and they're so tiny and you're just in awe of this life that you created and their little clothes and their little tiny diapers. Oh, I'm the newborn diapers are just the cutest and like the way that they smell when they're clean <laughs> before you put the diaper on the baby is <laughs> just it's just the best and it's a beautiful time, but you're really kind of just coasting. You're just getting through. <laughs> getting through until they take a nap and you can close your eyes for five minutes. So I had no sense of self or what was going on in my head or with my body in the beginning because I was just so hyper-focused on him and taking care of him and just existing and getting through that very beginning phase of being a mom, of the, the newborn phase. But I remember the exact moment that it clicked with me that the person that I was before having my son was no longer with me. It was the day of his two-month appointment. He had just gotten a round of vaccines, which is the worst. Oh, that is the worst when your baby has to get shots because you feel so bad because they're just screaming and it's just, it's awful. But We had gotten home. It was just me and him there. And he was still in pain from the shots. And they had told me that he might be a little fevery and he's going to need Tylenol and lots of cuddles. He's going to be very clingy. So we're pacing around the apartment. He's crying. I'm feeling a little overwhelmed, you know, because of it. And we had this big mirror in our living room and I'm holding him, swaying back and forth. And I catch a glimpse of myself in the mirror and I looked just rough just exhausted my hair was a mess I had dropped so much weight I after I had given birth I was the skinniest that I had been since high school was tiny just my eyes sunken in just just exhausted you know as most moms look and I remember looking at myself in the mirror (laughs) you can hear Sebastian in the background he's playing with his Legos looking at myself in the mirror and just being like, who is that? And looking directly back at myself, full eye contact with me. And I didn't know who I was. And I think at that moment is when reality of this new life of mine really set in. Because like I said, in the beginning, you were just getting through it. And trying to make it to the next day with absolutely no sleep and terrible eating habits and you know your hormones are all over the place and your body is healing from giving birth and your organs are moving back into place from being pushed all over from this baby living inside of you for 10 months so I just wasn't really in tune with myself and but in that moment is when it just clicked with me it was like yo you're a mom now. You are a mom. This is your baby. And this is going to be your reality for the rest of your life. I wasn't upset about it, of course, but it was just this daunting feeling of 
feeling like that there was no way out of it. And I, I don't know how, I don't know how to word that without it sounding like I wanted a way out of it. Of course, I didn't want a way out of it. I was, you know, like I have said before, I've always wanted to be a mom and I was so grateful and love my son so much. But there is something about realizing that this is it and there's nothing that you can do to change it, no matter how happy this thing makes you. Any sort of permanence, any sort of permanent thing can feel scary. So I remember immediately putting on the movie Age of Adeline, which is one of my go-to feel-good movies, background movies. If I need something to make me feel safe, that is one of my go-tos. Highly recommend. It is so good. Blake Lively, Harrison Ford. It's just great. Ah, I love that movie so much. I remember sitting on the couch, watching the movie, just holding Sebastian against my chest and really was not doing well mentally. I felt, one, ashamed that I felt this way. It's like, I cannot believe that you are having these thoughts, that you are feeling scared that you are now a mom forever after this is everything that you had wanted in your life and just feeling incredibly disconnected from myself. I cannot reiterate enough how much I mean it when I say that I looked at myself in the mirror and I had no fucking idea who I was looking at. Just the person that I was before I had him was gone and I had no idea who I was looking at now which is a terrifying feeling not being able to connect with yourself on that level so later on that night I'm in bed and Sebastian's asleep next to me and I was scrolling through my Instagram I had scrolled (laughs) scrown I had scrolled all the way back to my very first post and was just looking through years of my life and the person that I was before that I had my son and it was just all photos of me partying basically and with my friends and at the beach and you know a few thrown in there of my family and just people that I love and and I started sobbing just uncontrollable sobbing looking at these pictures and just mourning the loss of the person that I was before I had my child and was grieving the fact that I understood in that moment that I would never see her again. That the carefree, wild, free-spirited, incredibly irresponsible girl that I was before I had my baby was gone and that I wouldn't see her again because I had changed and shifted so drastically that who I was as a person now, like my core was not the same as it was because I now had this life, this beautiful baby to take care of. And my role on this planet went from simply just being alive and enjoying that and you know all of the difficulties that it came with and you know all of my struggles and all of the triumphs and everything that I was before my son was now a thing of the past and I was now moving forward as a mother and everything that I did in my life now would be dictated by the fact that I had another soul 
to consider and that it was no longer just me. So I remember laying there, cuddling up with Sebastian in the dark, sobbing, <laughs> looking through these photos and videos. And my number one feeling that I had was guilt that I did feel this way. I felt guilty that I was feeling sad about the life that I had lost before I had my baby, but was also very angry that no one had told me that I might feel this way and that every thing that had been said to me before I had my son was, oh my God, it's the most beautiful thing in the world. You know, it's hard. Breastfeeding's hard and the newborn phase is really hard, but you're going to love this baby more than anything. It's such a beautiful gift and it's incredible. And life is, oh my God, nothing could be better than having a child and all this stuff, which is all true. Of course I had those feelings. I was so just, just so grateful that I was given that gift, that my son existed, that everything in my life that I had ever wanted was here with me right now. Like those are, that was my truth. I was so happy to feel that way. But no one had mentioned the sadness that came with becoming a mom or how different I would feel or how I would look at myself in the mirror and I had no idea who I was anymore. People speak about postpartum depression and postpartum anxiety and the mental health struggles that you go through afterwards, but it's not spoken about enough. So I'm still laying in bed and I am completely losing it at this point. I am just mad and just so sad and anxious and distraught. And I have no idea who to talk to about this or what to even say, because I couldn't even fully gather my thoughts and feelings in that moment myself. So even if I wanted to call someone, I wouldn't even know what I would say. But I remember getting on my phone and Googling something along the lines of, why don't I feel like myself anymore after having a baby? Or how come I'm not the same person as I was? You know, just looking for an answer as to why there was such this dramatic shift in my brain. And there was no warning about this and was just searching for some sort of validation that I wasn't the only person on the planet, that I wasn't the only mother on the planet that was having these thoughts and feelings. Because again, I was feeling so guilty. I was like, I just need to see that there is at least one other mom out there that is feeling this way. Because this was not on my bingo card <laughs> of how I was going to feel after having my son. I was certain that I would just be the happiest that I've ever been in my life. Like here I was, part of me so sad that I was a mom now, and that is who I was now forever. So immediately upon Googling this, hundreds of articles pop up with one word being the highlight of the title of the article. So I'm, I'm looking through my phone right now from NPR.org, how to navigate matrescence, the ups and downs of new motherhood from medium.com, matrescence, what is it? What happens to a woman's psychological being after giving birth? From sciencedirect.com, matrescence, lifetime impact of motherhood on cognition and the brain. <laughs> From the New York Times, matrescence, the birth of a mother. From the huffpost.com, matrescence, why discussing the transition to motherhood matters. So this is all over the internet. 
This is all over the place. I've never even heard of this word. I've never heard someone say this word. This is not something that was ever spoken to me, something that was ever discussed. This was a brand new piece of information that in that moment I was so grateful to receive because I just needed any sort of validation that I wasn't losing my mind and that I wasn't a terrible person (laughs) for feeling the way that I did. So I went down the rabbit hole and I was reading every single article that I could until I just fell asleep. And there was such a huge wave of relief that crashed over me reading this information and understanding that I wasn't the only mother that felt this way. But again, was still so frustrated that this is not something that was ever brought up. There is such a high emphasis on the baby. Take care of the baby. Make sure the baby is good. You need to breastfeed your baby. Or if you don't, make sure you have this type of formula. And these are the diapers that you should use. Or maybe you should use cloth instead because it's better for the environment. And make sure you eat this type of food to keep your milk supply up. And you might experience postpartum depression and anxiety, but maybe you won't. But if you do, here's some medication that you should take and to make sure that the baby is good. And it's all just make sure the baby's fine. The baby's fine. The baby's fine, right? We have a baby shower. Here's all the gifts for the baby. Four million different onesies that they're going to grow out of within three minutes of them being alive (laughs) and nothing for the mom. And it makes no sense because... The mother is the one that is taking care of the child. So in order for the child to be good, why aren't we putting more focus on the mom? Start at the source. Like, yes, give me all the advice and the tips on how to take care of this baby. Because the moment you leave the hospital, that's it. You're like, fuck, this is me now. Like, this is a very small, little, fragile being that now I am responsible for the rest of my life. Like, yes, please give me some advice on what to do. And I got a lot of it and was very grateful for that. I wasn't just completely thrown to the wolves to figure out what to do. But not once did anyone come to me and tell me what I needed to do to take care of myself or how I was going to feel afterwards. And I think a lot of it has to do with society being ashamed of speaking about these things, of women not wanting to admit that they're having a hard time with this transition, that they do miss the life and the person that they were before they had their child. So they keep all of this bottled up. No one speaks about it. And then we're just left to deal with it on our own because there's so much shame around these feelings. So the moment that I came across these articles and it came across this information, again, it was just this wave of relief. And with having more of an understanding of what I was going through and that these feelings were normal and that it wasn't just in my head. I wasn't a bad person for feeling this way. And that the reality is, is I simply was just different. I wasn't the person that I was before. She was gone. I was never going to see her again, which again, brought up a lot of sadness. And I grieve tremendously over that because I love the person that I was before I had my son, even through all of the hardships and all of the struggles and the freaking trials and tribulations, but all of the joy and triumph and everything that I'd gone through. Like I 
love that person and I loved that life that I had. But again, I was different. I had changed. I had shifted and would not be going back. (laughs) This was a permanent shift that had happened to me. And again, was so fucking mad that no one had talked about this, that this had not been something that had been discussed ever once to me or had I ever heard of another woman or a mother openly speaking about this. So I'm going to read just a little bit to you. This is from the Huffington Post. The title being, The Transition to Motherhood Has a Name, Matrescence, So Why Don't We Talk About It? The word matrescence sounds a lot like adolescence, and that's not a coincidence. Like adolescence, matrescence, the developmental process of becoming a mother, is a time of transition in nearly every facet of a woman's life. It changes her physically, hormonally, psychologically, socially, even politically and spiritually. While adolescence is its own field of study and is well established in the public consciousness, matrescence is not. So right there, it's saying that this is not something that this is discussed. This is not something that is openly communicated. This is not something that that a lot of women want to admit that they're going through because they're ashamed of it. Because again, no one wants to talk about it. And I understand as a society... In terms of mental health and being open about mental health and just negative, I don't want to say negative, and just uncomfortable, unpleasant feelings that we have towards things in life. And I fully understand that we are just now, like within the last 20 years, in a place where we are being open about mental health. We are now becoming more understanding of it and are treating our brains like the organ that it actually is. And I am so grateful to be living in this time period because let me tell you, (laughs) with the shit that I have gone through with my mental health, a lot when I was much, much younger and before I got a hold of my alcohol and drug intake. If I had been going through the things that I had gone through back in like the 1950s or 60s, my ass would have been thrown into a psych ward and left there. And what I was going through was super hard, but I was just having panic attacks and having pretty severe anxiety and, you know, wasn't able to go out in public. Had I been open about that back then, they would have just thrown me somewhere else because no one knew what to do with it back then. So again, I understand that we are just now getting to a place with this. But when it comes in terms of mothers and taking care of our moms, we have to do better. We have to do better. If you want your children to be good, you have to start from the source. Yes, Take care of your children, pay attention to them and what they're doing and, and feed into them and be good to them and loving and kind and teach them and take them outside and, you know, all of the things that they need, hydrate them, feed them well, healthy food, read them books, art, you know, music, all of the things, but you got to take care of the people that are taking care of them, moms and dads. Mom specifically, because we're the ones that created this life. So if you want your babies to be good, 
you got to take care of your moms, guys. Hello. As a society, we have to do better. For any of my dads listening, whether you are a father already, you have a baby on the way, you are planning to have children with your wife, partner, girlfriend, whatever. If there is one thing that you can do for the mother of your child is to take care of her. Take care of her so she can feed into your children. Because you can only give as much as you are able to give. And it's that whole saying, you cannot pour from an empty cup. You cannot do it. So if we truly want our children to grow up happy and healthy and taken care of and feeling the best that they can, you got to make sure mom is good too. And I like the way society is heading. Again, I am so grateful to be living in the time that we are when it comes to terms of mental health and how open we are with it. And we're open about therapy and going to therapy. And I love talking to my friends just about therapy. And they're like, yeah, just openly like, yeah. So I was talking to my therapist today, today in therapy. Love it. Love to see it because even 10 years ago, it felt a little weird for me to be like, yeah, so I was, you know, I was in therapy today, you know, like only talking about it to my closest friends. But now it's just like, yeah, I was talking to my therapist. No problem. You know, love to see it. Still have a ways to go. I know a lot of people who are still not open with it. And that's fine. You know, it, it, it is a personal journey. It is a personal thing that you are going through in terms of dealing with any sort of health issues, whether it be mental or physical. But my main point today is in terms of mothers and women who have just given birth and who are stepping into the role as mom, especially for the first time, as a society, there has to be more support and we have to be more open with each other about how we're feeling. So we have more of an understanding that the way that we are feeling is normal. Not to mention there needs to be more education on this shit before it actually happens. You know, I joke all the time with my friends. We talk about this. It's like, did we actually learn anything in high school that mattered? Like taxes? No. How to buy a house? No. Savings? No. All of that stuff. But no mental health class? Not a thing in high school. And I think that it is now, which I'm very grateful to see. But how about what happens to your body after you have a baby? Or this is what's going to happen when you get pregnant. Uh, You know, like things that actually happen as a human. Why aren't we talking about that shit, right? There just needs to be more education in terms of that. And just a little bit of a warning as to, yeah, this will happen to you. This is a not a matter of if it'll happen. As a mom, after you give birth to that child, you are going to change. You will not be the same person that you are before. And that is going to feel scary. But this is the reality. And this is what's happening to you. Because even just having an understanding, being able to understand, okay, chemically, this is what's happening in my brain. This is what's happening in my body. Okay, I am changing. I am not the same person. This is what's supposed to be happening right now. Instead of experiencing it, being fucking terrified, feeling bad about the feelings that you have about this, feeling guilty, feeling shame, being afraid, and then having to figure it out on your own. Why don't we talk about it beforehand so people feel supported before? So people are prepared before. Why aren't we doing that? Like we have to change this. And everyone's journey is different. Everyone's experience is going to be a little bit different. But when it comes to terms of the human body, 
because that's what it is. All women's bodies are essentially very similar, almost the same, right? This is something that can be discussed and information that can be taught beforehand because it's going to happen to you regardless, no matter who you are, right? So why aren't we talking about it? Now, I will say that going through that and not understanding what was happening to me or why I felt like a completely different human after giving birth. Like I literally felt like someone had swapped out my thoughts and feelings with someone else's. Like I did not feel even remotely connected to who I was before. I was just so different. So again, going through that and not understanding it and realizing that women and mothers are not openly talking about this stuff is what led me to where I am right now to having this podcast, to having my blog, which I am having such severe writer's block with, again, so frustrating. Bear with me as I still work on my next post. But it led me to this back in 2020. And I talk about this on my website in my like about me section, I think. I started a mom blog called Mama Biz. And it, the purpose of it was to talk about the difficult things that mothers aren't talking about and to be as open with it as I could. Because even though I had come across all of these articles about matrescence and it was being spoken about in medical terms and this is what's happening to your body and, you know, and it was incredibly helpful and wonderful, a lot of it felt still very filtered. And I'm like, I know that there is still shit that's not being said. And we just need to be more open about this because being a mom is already hard enough. Being pregnant's hard. Going through postpartum is already hard. If we can just be more open and honest with each other and have that sense of vulnerability in order to bring validation to other people who are going through the same thing, that's just going to be so helpful. So I'm such a firm believer in turning your pain into purpose 100%. And so I, you know, I'm grateful. Like I took that moment and I was just like, nope, no, no, I'm going to write about this shit because this is so fucking frustrating to me that this information is not out there that I'm going to write about it. And people might think I'm a little nuts, but you know, the, the mom blog was very short lived. I had a very hard time being truthful I wanted to be as open as I was, but I was, a part of me still was afraid to be as honest as I could be. Um, and I stopped writing it and, but then I started a beautiful shit show and then here, here I am right now, right? Doing that. So I am very grateful to have gone through that so I could be here with you guys today. Now for any moms listening who are pregnant or have just recently given birth, I do not want to scare you. Okay. (laughs) I do not want you to feel like you are going to be such a drastically different person forever and you will never feel the same because that is not the truth. You will shift. You will be different. You will not be the same as you were before. But who I am to my core, like my personality and my morals and my beliefs are essentially still the same. Like I have this ridiculous, inappropriate... immature sense of humor that is still a part of me and always will be happy to say that that is still there I still like the same music and like doing the same things and me and Sebastian do those things together I haven't morphed into someone completely new I'm still me but I am different than I was my morals and values have shifted 
quite a bit because now I have to make sure I'm taking care of myself fully so I can take care of my son. You know, I'm not partying like I was before. Can't do that. Things like that. The way that I view the world, the way that I view the human experience. I am more aware of my mortality and the fact that that we are not meant to be here forever and things like that. Like you become more awake and alive and noticing different things about this experience after having a child. And you are going to feel very different after having them and is going to be completely disorienting and it's going to be hard. It is going to be a shift and I just want you to know that. But once you get settled into this new role, because like anything else, any sort of transition period is incredibly difficult, but you get through it and then all of a sudden you wake up one day and you're like, oh yeah, okay, yeah, I've been doing this a while. This is normal now. This is how it is. And you will feel like yourself again. You will be different, but you at your core is still there. So at this point, I am going to cut myself off because I am realizing that I could talk about this for the next two hours. And one, I do not have the time. I have to go to work. And two, that's just too much information for one podcast, I think, for one episode. (laughs) So we're going to save the rest for next Friday. Because I told you this is broken up into three parts. So first part, we discussed my struggles with postpartum depression during the pandemic and invasive thoughts and intrusive thoughts and what I dealed with during that time. This one is about matrescence and how you change as a human and no one fucking talks about it. (laughs) And my frustrations with that. Thank you for dealing with my rant. And then next week, we're going to talk about how we'll talk more about because I definitely talked about it a lot in this episode about how there just needs to be more support for moms in general. We have to do better in taking care of our mothers, especially in this country. It is just such a shame that we are the United States of America and our postpartum care for mothers is absolute fucking trash. Hi, Bash. Hi. You just slammed open the door. Come and running in here. Can you say hi to everyone? Hi, everyone. <laughs> so thank you guys for listening. As always, would appreciate it if you would share if this resonated with you. I am so grateful that all of you guys are here. <laughs> And to my moms, I love you guys so much. To my pregnant women, it's going to be a beautiful time. But I hope you take the information that I shared and are able to prepare yourself more for that shift. So thank you again so much for listening. And we will talk next Friday. I hope everyone's well. Bye.